right, as you guys do that, we have a special treat this morning. I'd like to ask uh, Pastor Jerry and Wilma Johnson to stand for me. If you guys would give them a big hand. They both pastor a church in Overland Park, Kansas. Pastor Wilma, you can make the long trek all the way up here. Uh, so I had the joy of serving with them on staff for quite a few years, and uh, they had the joy of getting to serve over me and put up with me and, and hopefully teach me a couple things too, right? We are blessed this morning to have her. Uh, here at Grace, we're committed to balance. We're a community of balance, and to have balance, you have to have different voices. Do you hear me? We have the same spiritual DNA, but we have different giftings, callings, and voices in Christ. And so this morning, I, I encourage you, open up your hearts and your minds to receive what God has for you in Pastor Wilma. Testing. Amen. I love this technology. Amen. You just tap a button and there it is. Hallelujah. Whoa, I'm loud. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can lower the volume on me, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, amen and amen. It's good to be home, amen. I was telling the ladies Friday night, I just love coming back. There's something about, you know how it is when people die and, uh, well, you don't know how it is because if you died, you wouldn't know. <laughs> but when you go to a funeral, I don't care how bad that person was, people just say good things about him, don't they? He was a good, you know, he or she was a good person that, you know, they, they just get, they would give you the shirt off of their back. And you know, there was a time that you asked that person for something, they wouldn't give you a cup of water, Right? But there is something about when people are gone. That's why I like coming back. <laughs> Amen. I, I feel loved. I, you know, uh, I feel loved. And I thank you for that. It's like we've been in Kansas City now for six years. Yeah, we went there in 2009. Wow. And... Uh, it's been a work, and it continues to be a work, and we thank you for your prayers. We thank you for your support. You may not know this. I'm sure, I don't know if you know this or not, but you guys still help us, and you support us. Uh, we consider this our home, and uh, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. Amen. Um, I do want to acknowledge my husband. Amen. Stand up, Pastor Jerry. Amen. He's my hunka hunka, my boo. Amen. Don't laugh, Horny. Stop laughing. Amen. I'm fine. Well, that's okay. Somebody took care of me. Thank you very much. But uh, we've been married for 41 years. Give God glory. Give God praise. Give God honor. Dance and shout. Amen. I, I know I, I look too young for that. I received that. Amen. Yeah, he robbed the cradle. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good thing. It turned out good. 
It didn't start out good. But it turned out good. Because the Bible says that all things work together for what? Good. Amen. So he's my good thing. Amen. You want to say something? Yeah, come on and greet the people. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The devil tried to take him away from me a little over a year ago, about the same time frame that, you know, he attacked, you know, Pastor Larry in the same way. But God had a different plan. Amen. And we thank God for his healing power. Amen. Hallelujah. Where's Devin? He must have stepped out. I am. There you are. Stand up. Amen. I want to honor you. Um, I, uh, I stand amazed. I mean, not that you didn't have it in you. But <laughs> Back it up, Wilma. But it didn't look like it. Is that okay? But I... Uh, I honor you and what God is doing through you and your beautiful, anointed, appointed wife. Give them a hand. You have amazing, anointed, caring visionaries. That's what I see. When I came in here Friday night, I'm like, wow, this is vision. This is what vision looks like. And that's what you want. You don't want to stay stagnant. Amen. You want to keep moving forward in what God has got. And uh, God has appointed Pastor Devin and Nisa to take you forward in that. And I want to honor Pastor Larry and Pastor Juliana for their fearlessness in allowing that to come to pass. This whole conference has been about, well, the whole weekend has been about fearlessness. And I was thinking about that last night in regard to these two. And I can't imagine what they went through to make that transition. because they're not old people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. You know, it's like, it's not like they're on their deathbed or in, they've gone to a nursing home and you, you, right? You know what I'm saying? And they've, you know, they've lost their vigor and they've lost their fire and they're, you know, and they've lost their drive. That's when people normally hand over. But to hand over in your prime That's fearless. Took a lot of guts. And I honor you for that. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. But you need to thank God for them. 
that they were willing to be obedient to God for your sake. It was for you. (laughs) To take you and this ministry and this work where God wants it to go. And that's hard to release something that you've sown into years and years and years and then you turn it over to somebody that's not even 30 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Some of y'all feel me. Y'all don't even want to let your kids drive the car at 18, amen? Hallelujah. Yeah. Enough, amen. Open your Bibles up to the book of Isaiah. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do today. I thank you for your people and the heart that they have to serve you. And Lord, we yield ourselves to you today. That I will speak as the oracle of God to your people. What an honor and a privilege it is to stand and proclaim your word. Thank you for doing only that which you do. And that's to glorify yourself. We praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 60. The uh, theme for the women's conference was fearless. And I know that God can shift things, but if God was speaking fearless to us as women, and and I was trying, you know, I knew what I was supposed to minister, but I was trying to find a title to it. And Lord said, this is the fearless church. It's the fearless church. All of a sudden, you know, we, we, we ministered fearlessness and I guess we forgot to say, don't fear the rain. You'll get it. <laughs> but, but we ministered fearlessness to the, the women that came this past weekend. Well, those same women are part of a larger group and it's called the church. All right. And so the church has to be a fearless church. And so the only way that the church can be a fearless church is for the people to be fearless. Does that make sense? Amen. And so God is raising up and I thank God for Pastor Devin and Nisa because he's raising up people who are fearless to lead us who might be a little bit timid, a little bit shy. We scared to get on Facebook. They're not. Right? Yeah. You know, my daughter tell me, mom, you need to be on Blab. You need to be on uh, 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 Instagram and Facebook and Periscope. And I'm like, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> and she's like, are you serious? I said, yeah, I'm serious. She's like, I'm scared of what? I just, I don't know. But they're not. They're fearless. And we just hang on. We grab a hold 
we push them forward. And we hang on for the ride. Are you at Isaiah 60? Zig Ziglar. Uh, you know, we've heard of the acronym fear is false evidence appearing real. We talked to Pastor Juliana, alluded to that yesterday. But Zig Ziglar said another thing about that word fear. He gave it two more acronyms. One was forget everything and run. <laughs> That's fear. Forget everything and run. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll take that one. The second thing that he said, though, about fear, he said, face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. I like that one. That the church will face everything and rise. No matter the attacks, the terrorists, ISIS, but that the church will arise in every situation and be the church. And be the church. Not give in to the fear. Now we know that the church is not this building, right? How many of y'all know that? Amen. I know, you know, you've sat here 10 minutes with Pastor Devin and Pastor Larry. Then you know the church is not this building. All right. Because they can bomb this building. The government can tell us that you have to shut the doors of the building. But the question is, if they shut the doors to the building, have they shut the doors to the church? No, and that's what we have got to know. And so we can't worry about, oh, if we embrace this particular thing or this particular doctrine or are we embrace the truth, oh, they're going to take our tax-exempt status. They're going to close our doors. What? And? Have you not read the book of Acts? Well, the persecution was going on, but the more they persecuted, the more the church grew. Why? Because they was fearless. Paul would tell me, say, listen, you're telling me to stop preaching this gospel? Are you serious? I cannot but help preach the gospel. That's fearlessness. To stand up for truth when everybody else is saying that it's gone. To have certain biblical standards. In the midst of it all. See, that's fearlessness. And that's what God calls the church to be about. Isaiah 60. Verse 1, he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, for behold, darkness will cover the earth. Do you see it? Every day, darkness is covering the earth. But did he say run from it? Did he say cower down to it? Did he say give in to it? Did he say build a cave and hide? All right, I'm going to say this. We got, we got, uh, I work with this lady 
And uh, her parents have already gotten their bunker. You know, uh, you can even go to Sam's Club and buy the, that survival kit. Now, if you've done it, I'm not, you know, just let me in when I knock on the door. <laughs> See? See, that's the problem. That's the problem right there. If I knock on your door, are you going to let me in? Like, well, you ain't going to know where I'm at. When the darkness comes, are we as a church supposed to run and hide? No. Are we supposed to cower down? Are we supposed to get in the bunker? No. They didn't do it in the book of Acts. The more the church was persecuted, the harder they preached. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that when Paul them came back and telling the church about how they were persecuted, they started praising God. What? That they were counted worthy to suffer for him. They threatened Paul. They said, listen, if you preach that gospel in this city, we're going to kill you. I'm paraphrasing. Did it stop it? No. Why? Because Paul wasn't living for himself. The Bible says in the book of Colossians that Jesus is the head of the church. I like what Pastor Devin said. He said, he's in control. Paul knew that. He said, I die daily. He's in control. And that really is living a fearless life. That's being a fearless church. When we're saying, Jesus, you're in control. You, you, you really are the head of this thing. We, we really don't control it. If you tell us to go, we go. If you tell us to stay, we stay. If you tell us to preach this, this is what we preach. If you tell us to make this shift, this is what we do. If folk don't like it, this is still what we do. Folks start leaving, this is still what we do, Pastor Devin. Folks talk about us. This is still what we do. Do you do that personally? I'm going to hit personal real quick and I'll move on to the church. Do you do that personally when people are in your group at work and they're or in your home when they're saying things and they're expressing their opinions about things are you fearless in that situation 
and you know what they're saying is getting quiet. And you know what they're saying is wrong, is contrary to the word of God, to the things of God. Sometimes the most fearless thing to do is to get up and walk away. Isn't it? It's easy to stay. But the fearless thing is to get up and excuse yourself. So you don't even have to say anything. You said everything. You said, oh, I thought fearless was this big old thing. I got to go out there and, and go to the Philippines with, you know, with Nikki and Roy. <laughs> well, that might be part of it. Amen. Nikki was telling me about them big bugs. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, thank God it's a natural fear, amen? Yeah. But it could be just as simple as that situation I described. And then I'm the fearless church because I am the church. We are the church. When we leave this building, the Holy Spirit doesn't linger around here and wait for us to come back. I know y'all thought that. Because some of us come to church to meet God. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on, I got you. Because I want to meet God. Where is he? Let's keep moving. He says, for behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Now, I know Isaiah is talking about Israel. He's talking about Jerusalem, but we be it now. We the church is who he's talking about. And he's saying here that all the darker it gets, in the world, the brighter the church is going to shine. That, that we're not going to hide our candle, but we're going to let it shine. We're going to let the light of God shine. We're going to pray. We're going to be steadfast. We're going to be the church. The pillar of truth. If someone is looking for truth, we're it. Did you know that? We're it. We represent truth to the world. We represent a standard. We represent moral values. If they're looking for that, then they should be able to look to us as the church. Saying this is the way. Walk ye in it. That's a fearless church, but we've got to be about doing that and not be afraid when we see darkness happening like something strange is going on. Why are we shocked? And I mean, I understand there's a natural shock that people could do such things. But evil is here. 
And unfortunately, I don't see where it's going to get better. The scripture does not tell me that, that the world is going to get better. But the church gets better and better. The church gets stronger and stronger because of the power of God residing on the inside of it. I heard this pastor say, you know what? The church is not going to go out with a moan and a groan, but it's going to go out with a shout. Just like it came in with power in the book of Acts is the same way it's going to go out. Now we can be a part of that or we can hunker down in our bunkers. But it's going to happen. And I want to be a part of it. Isaiah 61. Verse 1. It says, the spirit of this is Isaiah, and he's prophesying about Jesus because Jesus actually quotes this scripture later on in the Gospels. He said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Why? Oh, okay. There is a reason why the Spirit of God comes, not just for us to talk in tongues. I said it, and I talk in tongues a lot. Not so we can just talk in tongues and have our cute little prayer language. And what? It's like having a loaded gun and somebody's breaking in your house and you ain't doing nothing. Well, you got it for if you're not going to use it. Now, I'm not saying be Rambo. <laughs> Jimmy, where's Jimmy? <laughs> He's working security. Oh, God, hallelujah. <laughs> if anybody is excited about working security, you probably don't want them to work security. <laughs> You got a good one, though. <laughs> Ain't nobody. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad I got in on time. <laughs> Why was he anointed? Why was the spirit of the Lord upon him? Because the Lord has anointed me. Why, Jesus? To bring good news to the afflicted. So the church then, a fearless church, is always going to be preaching good news. That was a good place to clap. The church is always going to be preaching good news. What's good news? The gospel. Oh, ain't nothing else to preach. I said ain't. Ain't nothing else to preach. It's the gospel. That's what the church, the fearless church, will preach the gospel, the truth. If you're going to one that's not preaching the truth, you need to run. Fast. Because the fearless church is going to preach the gospel no matter what. And, and we, we get too concerned about 
what the media is saying about the church. Do you think the media is a friend of the church? No. Why we want them? How come they never say nothing good? About, really? The media is not a friend of the church. Not CNN. Not, oh, not Fox. What are you saying? Now, wait a minute, Pastor, Fox. Mm, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. But just because they hate you, you still got to preach the gospel. You got to be a bearer of the good news. That's a fearless church. That's why I thank God for this church. I remember uh, seeing uh, on, on Facebook and, and others talking about the fact that when uh, the LBGT, is that it? Lesbians, gay, right. All right, y'all know. When they put up their billboards and I saw Pastor Devin saying, hey, we got a billboard. We got a billboard that's going to represent love. We got a billboard that's going to represent acceptance. Why? Because that's the gospel. See, that's a fearless church. I don't care what the other folk are doing, how they're badgering and beating down and hatred and you're going to go to hell. That's not the gospel. The gospel is good news. Hey, we love you. And I'm sure that you guys got persecuted by some other religious folk. Sometimes it's not the world. <laughs> you, you keep on going with the Lord, you'll find out it is not the world. It's them us <laughs> folk. But you did it anyway. You embraced the gospel. And that's what Jesus did. He embraced them. He went to home with them and he sat down and he ate with them. Folk talked about him, but he didn't care. There was this woman caught in adultery and they said, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm just going to not cast a stone. I'm just going to tell her to go and sin no more. That's all I'm going to do. That's fearless. Are you willing to love those who others don't love? You be the church. You be the fearless church that will do that. When I look at this church, I see people of all different races and probably different denominations. We've got Catholics and, and Presbyterians and who else? Methodist, Church of Christ. Who else? Come on, don't be ashamed. <laughs> what were you? Come on, tell me something. Pentecostal, First Church of Sin. That's what that's what I was. Amen. 
races, all different color of folk. Amen. Everybody don't look alike, thank God. You know, I love Arnie, but I don't want to see Arnie 24 7. You know what I'm saying? That's a fearless church. Why do I say that, Pastor Woman? Because you didn't go after everybody that looks like you. That was a good clap. That's fearless in this area. You think it's not? Visit some on some, don't go, but you know. You know what I'm saying? Look at them on TV. You, you, you know, don't you? Yeah, he knows. What do you see? They even got black churches. So you go to that black church. What? That black church? That black church? You go to that white church? That's not gospel. That's not gospel. That's not fearless. That's easy. Isn't that easy? But when then, you know, fearless is when I invite my friend to my church. You know how we prepare them? Now, I just need to tell you something. How many of y'all been there? <laughs> I just need to make you aware that um, we got some white people that go to this church. You know, and uh, they're not going to bother you. Okay, they, you know, they're nice people. You know, God has really done a work in their life. And uh, so, you know, don't, you know, don't get offended, you know, when they look at you. They just looking because you're different, but they're, they're okay people. They're good people. Yeah. And um, I need to tell you one more thing. Now, I know how you've been used to worshiping God. And uh, these people, you know, I, I know you, you don't, you know, you haven't raised your hand and, and you haven't uh, shouted, but, you know, these people, you know how we prepare people. You know, and, 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 and so it might be a little bit different than what you are used to. And uh, now they've got this girl, her name is Nisa. And now she, she might not dress like you 
been used to people on stage dressing. But, but she's anointed. And she can sing. She's got a good voice now. But come on anyway. And then we start praying for him, amen. How many of y'all pray for him? I pray real hard for him. If they walk in our door, I pray real hard for him. You know, I got, I got a couple of people that, that are on my list, but I just know they're not ready to come yet. You know, y'all got some folk. They, they, it just, they, there's not time for them to walk in the door yet. Amen. But the fearless church will continue on in spite of the opinion of people. Why? Because we are preachers of the gospel. And we're going to preach it. And we're going to teach it. And we're going to walk it. Because we're fearless. Don't stop coming to this church because your family are talking about it. Don't stop coming where God has planted you just because you're the only one. We got this guy in our church and he grew up Baptist and then he grew up nothing. Y'all know what I'm saying? And so when we started the church, he and my husband, they were in this mentoring program with young men, but he wasn't in church. I don't know how you do that, but anyway. <laughs> so he started coming to the church. His name is Jay. Started coming to the church. A couple of weeks ago, and he's been coming ever since. Never stopped. Never misses. Runs the sound. Do everything, any and everything that pastor asks him to do. Big guy was a drill sergeant in military. There was a couple of Sundays ago, Jay said, hey, I, I want to share something. He said, you know, before I came, and he's the only one that comes out of his family. He's got wife, daughter, everybody else, okay? He said, you know, before I started coming to this church, he said, I really didn't believe in church. I believed in God, but I didn't believe in church. That you had to go to church. But we'll talk, well, no, I'm not even going to talk about that. He said, but since I've been coming, he says, pastor is a great teacher. I get the word of God. He said, but more than that, I get fellowship. I get people. I get strengthened when I see my brothers and my sisters. And he said, and now I'm going to carry this on. He said, and because of that, I'm making a difference in my family. My family is seeing the change in me. And so it is affecting my family. 
What am I saying? You might be the only one that comes out of your family, but the sure fact that you embrace the gospel, you embrace the truth, it will affect your family and they never have to set foot in this church building. Oh yeah. Because when you change and you go home, the atmosphere changes. That's the power of God working on the inside of you. You be the change. You be the effector of change. You make the difference because you are the church and you are fearless. He said, he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. Is that what the church does? Yes. Yes. Liberty to prisoners. What's liberty to the prisoners? You don't have to be a prisoner anymore. That's what we've been talking about all weekend, about being fearless. You don't have to be a, a prisoner to, to uh, fear. It does not have to enslave you. The world's going to tell you the opposite. What was that saying about once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic? Do you believe that? Why, don't, why do you not believe that? Because the Bible, some of y'all said, because I know, because I was there. Because <laughs> I was one. No. Fearlessness says, hey, you don't have to be that anymore. God will set you free, 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 free. Yeah, we're going to counsel you. We're going to help you manage that thing until you get free. But we are believing God for deliverance. We are believing God for freedom. And that's why we embrace you. Because we see you free. Oh, yeah, you just come on around us. We're going to just love you. You just come on around us. You're all right. You just come on around us. You just hang in there with us. We're going to be all right. Come on in. Because I see you free. That's why I embrace you. Because I see you free. That's why Jesus embraced the sinner. Because he saw them free. You're not going to stay the way you are and you come up in here. That's not the church. It's change. Another thing I saw about this church, I, uh, Friday night and Saturday, I looked over here. I don't know. It's like this is the pregnant section was over here. So if I were y'all, I'd... Wasn't it? Like everybody, I'm looking at... I'm like... Really? Let me. <laughs> and I'm like, I, now I get it. I know why they're getting all these rooms ready. Because, <laughs> you know, nine months from now, you guys going to have an issue. 
Yes, ma'am. Right? Yeah. She said, no, ain't going to be no nine. I'm already. (laughs) And so another thing, Pastor Devin, I see you making room for that. You can't wait until it happens. If you, and I see so many young people in this church. Well, they going to have babies. Hello. So what you going to do about it? Give. Everybody say give. That's another arena of fearlessness. Well, they, ain't, they don't never do nothing for the sanctuary and for, you know, everything about them kids and, and children's church. And just keep putting more money in children's church. And we got to make, you know, we got to do this for the children. And they asking for volunteers to come down here. You know, when I get on Facebook, y'all got another work day going. <laughs> I'm like, hallelujah. Lord, give them some money so they won't have another work day. Hello. See, if you get tired of work days, give so they can get a contractor. Hello. Otherwise, it's called sweat equity. And that's what you're doing. But I love it. Because you're taking ownership. You say, yeah, you know what? I painted that one. Yeah, I laid that board. It might not be straight, <laughs> but I did it. So don't be afraid to give. All these people in this church, I'm going to say this, Pastor, and you ain't got to give me nothing for it, Okay. All these people in this church, the church should not be hurting financially. Y'all got jobs? Do you have jobs? Do you have a job? Yes. Some some of y'all ain't never been without a job. Because if I said those who did not and got one now, they'd be like, hallelujah. Give. Don't let the church struggle. Thank you. Don't let the church struggle financially. I got another one. I said another. One. I said again. Don't let the church struggle financially. The, the, the church can't be fearless in everything that it wants to do if it has to worry about money. Amen, walls. Let me ask you this. Can you be free to do what you want to do if you're struggling financially, personally? No. Neither can the church. It's amazing how people think that the church just needs to pray and God going to drop it out of the sky somewhere. You say, well, Pastor Wilma, I thought you were talking about the fearless church I am. 
I am. And some of you are afraid to give. And that needs to be broken. So that the church can do what it needs to do. Sometimes you've got to have somebody just come up and say it for you. <laughs> and they'll still love you. And I don't, you know. I'm going back up 71. <laughs> what else does the fearless church do? The fearless church is going to be a witnessing church. The fearless church is going to be a witnessing church. We're not going to get them in here just by inviting them, you know, for a Sunday morning service or for a special event. We got to be witnesses. That's a fearless church. The Bible says that it is God's will that all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Is that right? In the book of Matthew, Jesus talked about giving authority to the church. This is some of his last sayings. And I'm amazed at the church and how we are fearless in the days that we live in. I, we were driving down south, and I'm getting ready to close. We were driving down south, and... Uh, I was looking over and I put this on Facebook about all the smaller churches that I saw. You want to come up? Are you going to play? And I mean, there was like a church in every field. And I started crying. They weren't big. Some of them you could tell that they needed some work done on them. But they were still standing. Pastor probably has to work two or three jobs. But every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night, or whenever they have midweek service, he or she gets off work, wash up, tired, and he opens the door of that church, hoping that somebody will take the time out of their busy schedule and show up. And I said on Facebook, everybody's not T.D. Jakes. Everybody is not Joyce Myers. Everybody's not Joel Osteen. But the faithfulness of the fearless church will cause you to come when it's raining, rain, shine, sleet, 
snow. Why do we do it? Some of you have been saved 25, 30, 40, 50, maybe even 60 years. Every Sunday morning, get up and you come. Why? It's because you believe in something greater than yourself. You believe that it's worth it. You believe that the church that is worth it. You believe that the church will make the difference. That his truth is marching on. That's why we're fearless. That's why we continue when others fall away. You've got friends, you've got family who started this race and they've fallen away. But you know what? You're saying, God's got to have somebody. I'll drive the miles to get here. But, but the church has to go on. Is that right? See, sometimes we don't think that we're fearless, but you are because you're making decisions every time to go against the grain. Because you could be doing something different. Is that right? you're choosing to be fearless when everybody else is saying that it's not you know it's not important to assemble yourselves you're saying oh yes it is when everybody else is saying you know what it's okay if you stay home and turn on the tv and live screen stay in your jammies you're like no no no, just don't feel right. How many of y'all done tried that and did it? Just, it just don't. It's just, you know, the Holy Ghost won't let me, you know? George Bernard wrote, penned this song, Anissa, I'm not, definitely not going to sing it, but I want you to play it on a hill far away. Stood an old rugged cross. You don't know. Now you see there? <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> we... I love it. I love it. I'm like, you don't know that one? <laughs> well, it was written in 1913. I'll give you that. 
Matthew was before her time. But he says on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. This cross represented something. And George said it represents an emblem of suffering and shame. And he says, I love that old rugged cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. He says, so I will cherish the old rugged cross. My daughter told me, she said, mom, y'all need a brand. I said, we got one. The rugged cross. It's our symbol. We raise it high. They'll talk about it. You'll get persecuted for it. But you raise it high. When everything else is falling, you raise it high. They're bombing. You got suicide bombers. You got people killing Christians. But you pick it up and you raise it high. They knock it down, you pick it up. And you keep it raised. You keep it going, Devin. We're trusting you guys with it. And you keep it going. It's what we stand for, it's what we live for, it's what we die for. It's the cross of Jesus. And men from generation to generation have tried to destroy it. This is not the first time they've been killing Christians. Read your Bible. This is nothing new. But they raise it. You've got to be fearless for what's coming. we win come on we win and we'll just keep picking it up and raising it up we win that's the great thing about it if the enemy could have destroyed it he would have don't you see that so I pick it up every day raise it. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Be fearless. Race that rugged cross. It might get battered, and it will. It'll take some hits. But nothing and no one will be able to destroy the church. We win. We win. Remember that. When you hear the news, remember, we win. Pastor. So in all fairness, I did warn you we had the same spiritual DNA, didn't I? You guys thought she was going to be really, you know, just, oh, you know, you know it's, it, it's all fine, honey. You're, you're all doing great. You know, she seemed a lot sweeter than I am, right? But she had you guys just as quiet. Just another day at Grace Church. She quoted uh, Isaiah 61. And, and again, there in, in the first verse, he has anointed him and us to bring good news to the who? The happy, the comfortable, the content, the rich. To bring good news to the poor. And as we just learned in every single parable of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said one line. The last shall be first. The first shall be last. This morning, if you guys would, let's close our eyes just real quick. We're all human. 